What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. Today, I'm joined by It's Your Boy Brady, It's Your Boy Joey, and last but definitely not least, because he is the most important to the podcast, your boy Bo. What's up, everybody? How's the week going? Oh, just fantastic. I'm excited. We're talking Spider-Man today. We sure are. It's like Christmas morning all over again. <laughs> Not just any Spider-Man. The 2002 release Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Well, but, how, are, uh, how, are, how are you doing? And what did you? How did you feel about that introduction? I'm a little, but still caught off guard. I feel like we should <laughs> run it back. <laughs> I feel like we should restart this. Um, I don't know where that came from, but thank you, thank you, Brayden. Thank you very much. Um, what was the what was the first question? How am I doing? Uh, yeah, how are you doing? How, how's everyone doing this week? Dude, so solid. I'm loving it. What is what is the it that you're loving specifically? Life, okay. friendship, our what podcast, happiness, the coffee that I'm drinking. There's Ooh. many it's. Tell oh, us about that it's coffee. It. It's it. Oh, oh, dude, it's so watery and gross today. And this is cup number two. Cup number one made it normal, sat there for way too long. You guys do the good old microwave reheat when you let a coffee sit too long? Oh, yeah. I, I am not at all ashamed to do that. Because, like, I'm not tossing it and making another one. Pods are expansive these days. Um, so that one was gross. And this one, fresh out. Uh, of the Keurig, equally gross. <laughs> I, I gotta me, mix something up. I, I hate my Keurig so much. <laughs> I used to have me. like no, Brady, my turn. Um, uh, <laughs> I used to have one of those Nespresso's, uh, and I feel like it made really good coffee, but like finding Nespresso pods at the time that I had it was nuts. You basically had to like order them online, so it was like Keurig's the, the way to go, and uh, just. Got a basic little Keurig. Pretty sure I got secondhand, too. Um, can't remember. It's been ages. But it's just old, and it just spits out bean water. And you? That sounds delicious. That's how I started my day. Have you descaled it recently? Never. And it yells at me three times a week, telling me to do that, that thing. I don't know what it means. You just go get some... Like coffee cleaner, coffee pot cleaner, and run it through your Keurig, and then run water through it a couple times or rinse it out. Yeah, I do it through my normal coffee pot every now and then. Just uh, so it's like a mandatory, like that needs to happen. Yeah, get some of the grimy coffee stuff off the sides that will just get stuck. You know, it just feels like there's a film. <laughs> it feels like it's less filtered, more. Feel me. What were you saying before I so rudely cut you off there, Brady? Oh, it's okay. You're the most important of the podcast, so it's okay to cut me off. Um, I, I was going to correct my agreeance to the microwave because that was typically the way that I warmed up my coffee, except my, my uh, wife actually noticed that I don't finish my coffee fully most, most days um, because it gets, uh, it gets cold, and I don't like cold coffee. Um, cause I just drink it. I get a big old glass, like one of those like big coffee mugs and I just sip on it until, you know, I get, get done with it. Um, so she actually got me a Mr. Coffee coffee warmer. It's like one of those little circular pads that you just sit your coffee on and it keeps it warm the entire time. But that is how I've been heating up my coffee is a little 
bougie coffee warmer instead of the but, microwave. How much coffee cool. are we talking? Like in ounces? You're making it seem like you got like a big gulp of caffeine. Uh, it's not quite a big gulp. Um, you you guys know they have like the regular sized coffee mugs or coffee, which are like you know. And then they have and, the mugs for giants. Yeah, and they got the giant ones. I do have a giant one about every morning. I thought those were like just like a funny decoration. Uh, yeah, except for when I use them. That's pretty cool. <laughs> to, because like I need one of those. 20, 20 ounces. There you go. It's essentially My... like those glasses where like you can pour the entire bottle of wine into it. But for coffee, yeah. you're just basically <laughs> taking the pot and relocating it into a cup. Yeah. They should just make a pot that is a coffee mug. That I Every can just pot is a coffee drink. mug if you try hard enough. I don't know that. The glass is not conducive to drinking out of. But it's got a handle. I would I would probably utilize one of those because my daily coffee routine is I pretty much do what Brady does. However, I do it like four or five times throughout the day because I drink an absurd amount of coffee. Um, but I, I drink my, my cup down. It gets a little cold. I I let it sit there. I go refill it with you know hot coffee from the pot to make it warm again. But then eventually it, it starts getting cold again until... The last cup around one o'clock in the afternoon goes in the microwave. So you are you're warming your cold coffee with new warm coffee. I do that, yes, in the morning until the coffee pot is turned off. You're doing the equivalent of my gums running out of flavor, so I'm just gonna throw a couple new pieces in until you end up with like six pieces of gum in your mouth. Uh, am I yes. the only one? Is anybody else catching that reference, or am I the only gum chomper here? I catch the reference without ever doing that, but I, I do understand that. How's that? I mean, it's like, you know, when you're at a restaurant and they come in and say, can I can I top you off? And they just add hot coffee into your mug. True. Mm-hmm. Mine's usually empty by then. Usually by the time I have a server come back around, my drink, whether it's coffee or like water, it's just completely, I'm just like, like sucking the, the bottom of the cup there and they get the point. As they're like actually walking by. I like to savor it, you know? Make it last. I drink everything like it's a Capri Sun. <laughs> Whether it's hot coffee. Like, and that's the thing. My coffee gets cold because I haven't had time to pick it up since I've got it. Like, I, I end up having to do things. Like I said, this morning I was holding the baby. Um, I want to drink it. And as soon as I drink it, it's gone very, very quickly. So this concept of you guys just letting it sit there is wild, wild to me. I mean, sippers. Yeah, we we like to have nice things in our lives, so we enjoy them. Well, let me tell let me tell you, let me learn, let me listen, let me hear from you guys. Gentlemen, what is the nerdiest thing that you did this week? Brady, since you're the most important person on this podcast, (laughs) I would love to hear from you first. Well, I mean, I'm not the most important person on this podcast, so uh, it's incorrect. Uh, It was already introduced as Bo, so but I will answer the question because I'm the easiest because I'm the biggest nerd. Um I played a new a new old game. Um how many of you guys have heard of World of Warcraft? Hey. I've seen the movie. Um, I, I'm sorry for you. I, does um, that have anything to do with Hogwarts School of of Witchcraft and Wizardry? No, uh, I, I've no. never heard of this. Could you 
Can you give me a background? It is the probably the world's largest and best uh, MMO or um, massive multiplayer online role playing game. Um, and it uh, it came out with a new like mode where you can. It's called Season of Discovery, which is like a little mode where you start from level one and you play the classic game back in 2007 and they added stuff into that classic game without adding all the stuff that they did all the way up till 2024 to the actual game so you get this like fresh feeling and me and my friends have been playing it and been enjoying it so i am back to being a 2007 world of warcraft nerd this this week don't show yourself you're you are a 2024 Oh, I am, but the game I'm playing is from 2007. <laughs> that makes me feel so old. Yeah. Because I feel like 2007 was not that long ago. It was a couple of years ago. It was, man. It was like almost an entire person who can vote ago. Yeah, I sent... I'll, I'll, make it, I'll make it even worse. It was 2004, not 2007. Okay, I it was an entire out that can vote ago. to the group. <laughs> I sent this meme out to the group. Um, I don't know which group. I think I actually sent it individually to a couple of different people because it wasn't our group. But it basically like showed this guy. It wasn't a meme. It was a video. It was a funny video. That's a meme. It's a gif, gif. Um, so the guy wakes up <laughs> and like you hear like these birds chirping in the background. And he's got like these sleepy eyes and stuff. And it says like you when you realize all of a sudden like that you're sleeping in the backyard face down on the trampoline. And it's 2014, and the last however many years have just been a dream. Um, but like, when when were we sleeping on trampolines? Like, because I've really resonated with like the birds chirping in the background, and like the you could hear the wind, and you wake up from the trampoline, like you got the mesh marks on the side of your face. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I remember that vividly, but it was not 2014 for us. Definitely um, I mean, it's it's that age, like, right after you stop jumping on the bed, you start sleeping on the trampoline. It's just the next stage of human evolution. So mm-hmm. it would be, mm-hmm. like, maybe around age seven or eight, maybe. Well, let me ask you this. When was the last, like, because this would be your most recent nap. When, not the first. When was the last time that you took a trampoline nap? I can't tell you the last time I took a nap. Um, but no, I you say I, your I, last nap was a trampoline nap. Maybe you I, were I, don't, I can't say I've ever had a trampoline nap. Yeah, I'm unfortunately with Joey on this one. I don't uh, never owned a trampoline. I thought they were cool, but uh, I can't can't say that I slept on any of my friends' trampoline uh, either. So. Okay, well, this clearly showed up on my algorithm instead of yours for a reason, because this was very targeted <laughs> towards my childhood, and Instagram knew that. And uh, maybe some of the people I sent it to felt the same way, because I didn't get a lot of responses. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Joey, J- Joden, I like saying Brayden, but Joden doesn't work. Joseph, I guess, could have been the word that I said, since that's uh, your name. Joe, what's the nerdiest thing you did this week? Oh man, the nerdiest thing I did this week. I don't know if it counts because it was like for a job, but I am hosting a trivia show tonight. So I did have to write a bunch of trivia questions about Lord of the Rings. 
So I absolutely counts. I naturally started making uh, my lovely lady friend watch not just the normal Lord of the Rings, but the extended editions because she's never seen the Lord of the Rings. I love the categories that they handed off to you, too. I really, really, really want to make the next Marvel one if they throw that back on your to-do list. But I would probably attend a Star Wars one as well, too. Lord of the Rings, I'm going to sit there and just smile and act like I know what's going on because I would get zero of those. I'm very interested to see how attended the Lord of the Rings trivia is. Um, I'm also doing an office one in a few weeks. I expect lots of people to be at that one. But Lord of the Rings, I just don't know that it's a topic that, like, I don't know, that people are like, man, bar trivia about Lord of the Rings. Let's go do it. Sure, it's not, like, the the most popular. It probably wouldn't make my top five of nerdy trivia. But, like, are there other people hosting as well, too? Like, what other categories are out there that they didn't? necessary because that was one of the ones that you like you requested right so i did give them a list of things that i'm good at i told them i would do anything but i was like these are the things that i'm actually knowledgeable on if you want me to write good questions uh but they they this place does a lot of just random ones just like a single specific movie will have its own trivia they did mean girls trivia at one oh oh yeah they did bridesmaids trivia they do Gilmore Girls. Um, I have personally attended and won an office trivia, and I got second place in a Star Wars one. Um, but no, they, it's pretty much anything you can think of, I think. Beautiful. And where's this? Is this different places or the same place every time? It's the same place every time. Soto Terra, a bar in the Arena District in Columbus, if anyone in the area ever wants to get pay them a visit. There we go. Shameless plug. Throw it out there. Give, give them the dates and times, Joe. <laughs> well, the Lord of the Rings trivia, you did miss. It was seven days ago because we record this podcast a week in advance. But uh, Oh, that's Friday, so true. <laughs> <laughs> Friday, March 1st is the office trivia. Come out and see the host. Yours truly. Do you have a hosting name? Is it? Do you go by It's Your Boy Joe? I don't go by It's Your Boy Joe. I just go by Joe, usually. Hmm. So different personas. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of a blend of, of my personas, I think. It's, it's like the Beast in Split. You, you know, oh. the, the trivia host is the real master persona. Split? Did you never see Split with James McAvoy? Mm, I'm thinking, uh, what was it? Was Glass? Glass was the uh, the sequel. Yes, got it. Okay, I did see Split. I did. I've seen them both. Couldn't remember which one the Beast persona was in, though. I thought that was like... Guys, did you... Guys, have you seen Spider-Man? 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 Was, it, was this a first one this was not a first watch for me. This no, this no. was I know I, I've mentioned the past couple of times where I was like, well, I didn't watch to do the MCU. I guess I kind of lied because this was definitely my first like introduction to uh, to superhero movies, and uh, this is a good one. This is a good one. This is a good intro. So Brady, this is from what we've watched so far. Howard Blade X Men. This is the first that you've seen before. 
This is your first rewatch on the list. Um, yeah, you had to have you you had to have seen X Men before. Well, that's true. I've seen I've seen X Men. It just wasn't my first. Uh, wasn't my first like go to for it. But yes, yes. I, I, Did you I, watch Spider Man before you watched X Men? N- yes, I watched Spider Man before I watched X Men. That's what I just let X Men sit in your lap for a couple of years. Kind of interesting approach. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. But, I was well, at the time, came out. at the time, which was what two thousand two. Mm-hmm. I was 10 years old, and at that point, I was going to be the next NBA superstar. Don't worry, wow. y'all. Can't wait to see how that turns out for you. Uh, um, MLB for me, but... yeah. Speaking of 10-year-old, uh, my 11-year-old, this was a first watch for her last night, and she really, really enjoyed it. She had a lot of questions. I, I liked how attentive she was to it. A lot of questions about where is Tom Holland and Zendaya. Um, and <laughs> I can't wait to clear that up for her down the line. And she's like, Oh, MJ, like, like MJ from uh, she's like, Mary Jane, oh, that that's MJ, like Zendaya. I was like, Technically, Zendaya's Michelle Jones, it's, it's yes. a different MJ, and uh, other little bits and pieces that my my nerdy little dad self threw out there. But um, this was also. The parts that I didn't cover his eyes. <laughs> I first watched for my three-year-old. And uh, I didn't realize there was going to be so many parts that... The, they obviously came to me. I could probably, without watching this movie, tell you the entire plot of the movie. I feel like we all could have. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I knew that those those parts would be coming up. And I'm like, oh, man, turn your eyes real quick. Uh, before Normie gets a little scary here. Um, he re- Dude, I, I haven't seen him intently watch a movie like this in a long time. And I'm, I'm talking like even since like the Paw Patrol movie. <laughs> he really liked himself some live action yeah. Spider-Man. It was cool to like, I feel like three years old, you're like, this dude's really got powers. This is Peter Parker. He just kept asking, where's Peter Parker? What's going to happen next? I'm like, boy, you just wait. Just wait. <laughs> and I loved it. I think watching them love it made me love it again even more. No, for sure. Yeah, so we're walking out of the movie theater. Immediate reactions for you, not for your three-year-old or eleven-year-old, Bo. What what stuck out to you just in this movie? With this rewatch just now, not like yes. the first time I saw it. What stuck out to me? Um, again, I don't, I don't know if I, I wasn't like blown away or caught off guard by anything because I've seen this movie so many times that it's like. I, I could tell you scene for scene what was going to happen next. I could quote a bunch of lines and stuff. Um, what stuck out for me, specifically, like the way that we're doing this, is just how freaking well filmed this was. I feel like we've done like leaps and bounds for like years and stuff. We went Howard Blade, X Men, and then this. And then this was just a freaking movie masterpiece, even compared to X Men. And I'm just like, for the time, I don't even know if Disney Plus, that's where I watched it, if that was like a revamped version of, of or what, but it was so good. So good. Um, I've never been a huge person that like jumps in the debate of who's my favorite Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield, whatever, whatever. Um, you did was... answer the question correctly, at least. <laughs> this, this was just well done. Um, okay, here's what stuck out to me. I don't remember. The guys who played 
I mean, obviously, Mr. Toby. For some reason, I can't. Who plays Norman Osborn? Willem Dafoe. Yes, Dafoe. They were shredded for this, dude. Like, they were both jacked. And obviously, it was a superhero movie, so it makes sense. But I was I was kind of caught off guard by that. I didn't remember them being that shredded. But, oh, yeah. dude, good movie. I, I enjoyed this rewatch for sure. This was, I mean, we'll, we'll get into rankings and things later, but this was like a near-perfect superhero origin movie. Okay, let me, let, me, let me double back there. Because there was something, and I, I totally forgot about this. Yes, I agree, because I remember a lot of stuff, because we read the original comic. We read yes. a lot of that stuff for the original Spider-Man. So there's a lot of stuff that, I, going into this, my first Marvel experience was just always watching movies. And now going back and reading comics, there's so much stuff that I didn't pick up on. Um, and I'm really excited to do a lot of that with all these future MCU movies, too. This was, obviously, X-Men did it, too. But the revisiting of the suits was so cool. Because, like, obviously, there's, like, the first suit, which is, I think, a movie take. that didn't really, The first suit in the Spider-Man comic was amazing. <laughs> like, it, it was the great, amazing fantasy suit. Um, the, the, the actual Spider-Man suit for these films was so beautiful. It was great. But then there's, like, the metallicized, like, modern armor green goblin which is a huge new take. Um, I thought that was dope. But then obviously that leads into the MCU's adapt- adaptation of like a lot of new suits. Everything's armorized, less tights, more plates and things like that. But again, I think it was really well done. Brady, initial reactions from you? I think um, my initial reaction when I was watching this, and I actually thought it was, oh, there's a, th- this is a threshold. like. This is when they started going, oh, yeah, this could be successful. Let's start dumping budget into it, right? So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think this is like a we're crossing a line in the superhero movie uh, industry. And uh, I'm thinking we're going to see a lot better things from here on out. That was my initial uh, reaction. And yeah, dumping budget into it, they did indeed, because this is Spider-Man we're talking about. This is like the most famous comic book hero. And, and so, yeah, they gave them all the money to make this movie. Mm-hmm. And it paid off. It was a huge box office success. While we're doing first first impressions, guys, this is completely un- unplanned. Um, but I do have a special guest here. Augie, I have a question for you. Do you want to answer it into the microphone? What did you think about that Spider-Man movie last night? <laughs> did you like it? <laughs> what was your favorite part? Oh, whoa. He is shy. Honestly, I, he might not even be in the room. <laughs> I could be making this whole thing up. But I assure you, he's sitting right here. Augie, did you like the Spider-Man movie last night? There was a head nod, yes. Okay, this has been uh, our first special guest appearance. <laughs> and uh, back to the show. Well, I agree. I, I agree with all you. I'm going to save my takes until we get there, but I also like the movie, so. All right. Well, should we, should we jump into the actual plot of the movie and start breaking it down? Um, I do 
enjoy this movie so much. I did exactly what Bo was saying last night. I did type up a an actual summary this time rather than trying to go off the top of my head, but I typed it up right off the top of my head. It all just came flowing out um, because I could tell you exactly what happens in this movie without looking it up. Um, but uh, yeah, any, any last reactions before I, I give this quick plot summary? Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. Go, Spidey, go. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, if you would like to not be spoiled, please pause the podcast right now, although you've seen 2002 Spider-Man. Um, so here's your reminder on what happens. On a school trip featuring the oldest high schoolers in the history of the multiverse, nerdy Peter Parker feebly attempts to flirt with his lifelong love, redheaded bombshell Mary Jane Watson. Um, he is unwittingly bitten by a genetically engineered spider. Peter awakens the next day to learn he now has the speed, strength, and the ability to walk on walls of a spider. Um, and perhaps frighteningly, the ability to shoot webs from his body directly. Uh, some notes on that later. Ignoring the wise words of his Uncle Ben, Peter naturally enters himself into an underground wrestling term- tournament to earn a little extra cash. After defeating Macho Man Randy Savage, oh yeah, in the ring, <laughs> Peter is shorted by the man in charge on his winnings. When the man is then robbed at gunpoint, Peter decides not to help, allowing the criminal to get away. Karma, however, decides to be a bitch, and Uncle Ben is supposedly robbed at gunpoint and shot by the very same man Peter allowed to escape. Upon this realization, Peter decides to dedicate himself fully to the wise teachings of Uncle Ben and use his powers to stop those that would harm others, and he begins fighting crime as the costumed hero, Spider-Man. Meanwhile, Peter's best friend Harry has a tumultuous relationship with his father, Norman Osborn, who is somewhat of a scientist himself, um, and started a lucrative technology and research company that is currently edging him out. Upset is at his continued failure to maintain a contract with the U.S. government, um, attempting to develop a, a super soldier serum, no less. More notes on that later as well. Norman decides to test the serum on himself, injecting himself with goblin serum. While the experiment is somewhat of a, a success, granting Norman incredible strength, there is the very unfortunate side effect of the formula driving its taker absolutely crazy. Um, Norman kills his assistant, steals the glider that will become synonymous with his new alter ego, the Green Goblin. Uh, Gobby attacks an Oscorp party where Spidey fights him for the first time. Uh, he also saves Mary Jane for the first time. This will happen a few times throughout the movie, causing Mary Jane to believe she is in love with Spider-Man. Uh, through other altercations, Norman eventually learns Peter Parker and Spider-Man are one and the same. And to draw him out, he attacks Aunt May and kidnaps MJ, forcing Peter to decide between MJ and a group of children. Uh, Gobby then fights Spidey on a bridge, where he is eventually thwarted by Spidey with the help of his fellow New Yorkers. In a last-ditch effort to save himself, Norman tries bargaining with Peter while secretly sending his glider to impale him. Warned in the nick of time by his spider sense, Peter avoids being sliced in half, only to have Norman be impaled by his own glider. Peter, still dressed as Spider-Man, returns Norman's body. Harry sees him causing Harry to take a vow to kill Spider-Man. At Norman's funeral, MJ tells Peter she's, you know, throughout all of this, she could only think of Peter. Uh, turns out MJ in love with Peter. And Peter, knowing his loved ones will never be safe if he continues being Spider-Man, shuts MJ down to continue his exploits as our favorite friendly neighborhood superhero.
And that's 2002 Spider-Man. Woohoo! Um, right off the bat, I, I mentioned earlier, this is like a near-perfect superhero origin movie. However, there's a one huge aspect of this movie that really kind of grinds my gears. The relationships in this movie are terrible. Uh, friendship between Harry and Peter, they are not good friends to each other. Constantly stealing each other's girl. Like, Harry knows Peter has this big thing for MJ, and then they start dating. And then, like, Harry, like Harry's been dating MJ. MJ's lying to Harry about her job, doesn't tell Harry she has a job as a waitress. Um, and then totally flirting with Peter and Spider-Man. Peter is totally flirting back as both Peter and Spider-Man. It's just a weird, weird love triangle square type thing. Mm-hmm. I think, and here's how I took the whole, like, not telling you about her job. She talks to Peter in the beginning about how her dream is to be a, um, an actress, right? So why would I tell people if I'm going to be the successful actress that I work as a, uh, as a waitress, right? So because that's I what every actress does. Yeah, but, but but you could see that she, you know, I, that's how I took it. Is she she was a little a little she was ashamed. Know, she was a little embarrassed. She doesn't want to be you know this this not looked at as in the in the good uh the good light of all the guys that she. <laughs> finds attractive apparently that's fair that's fair whatever I, i'm just sticking up for my girl mj here but <laughs> no i i've i always felt this even back in like you know the early 2000s watching this that you know harvey was a little little, little snake going after his friend's girl you know and a little, a little snake and him. not telling him and all you know you didn't make the move you didn't make the move Pete? That's true, but if you know your 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 boy, you know has some feelings, you should at least go. Hey, if you're not going to, can I? Oh, yeah. you know? Absolutely, know. Just come back. Common decency. <laughs> I don't know. I I kind of initially had that thought, but then throughout this movie, I I felt more and more for Harry. Maybe it's just James Franco's charisma, but um, I was just on his side a lot of the time. Obviously not, you know, with the whole... Jeez, uh, is this the start of your villain origin story, Joey? <laughs> Obviously <laughs> not people wanting to kill Spider-Man. Thing, <laughs> hey, I, 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 no, no. Total scum. What a, what a loser boy. Mm-hmm. I think, on an opposite side of it, they really captured... I forgot how well they did it. Just the freaking... Because I think this movie does... Nerdy Parker, the absolute best. Like, oh, for sure. Granted, you've got you've got grown man Toby like playing playing a high schooler, but um, you've well, he's playing high school with a lot of other grown people. <laughs> to be absolutely fair, but uh, he just yeah, I mean, completely bullied on, picked on it in a believable sense. Um, the his reaction to getting the power reminded me so much of Spidey comics. Um. And then just completely just taking it 
from from Harry, from Jay Jonah, from every interaction that he has with everybody, the the loss of spoiler alert, <laughs> Uncle Ben dies. Um, this was just Chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nerdy Peter was good. It, that is one hundred percent the reason why Tobey Maguire got the role too. Like he, Sam Raimi was like, he is the perfect Peter Parker. And then there were concerns. Nerd. Yeah, there were concerns (laughs) that he could not pull off the fighting of Spider-Man and like the transformation very well. And so Tobey Maguire got jacked for like six straight months (laughs) in order to pull it off. And he, he did well. I don't know how much of his own, like, I mean, to be fair, I don't know if he can pull off the fight scenes. Like, most of it's masked and CGI. So, like, they can they can make him look pretty dope. But the I think the part that, again, drawed me back in, I something that resonated with my kids a lot, too, was just the development of Spider-Man. Because they're so used to just seeing on screen, boom, it's Spidey. It's Spidey. It's Spidey. Not... This is Peter Parker. Oh, what happens? Like, they learn that he gets bit by a radioactive spider. They see, like, him go into, like, that shock in his bedroom. And then just slowly starts learning and developing these powers. (laughs) There was the question of where's his web shooters? (laughs) As this organic fluid's coming out of his wrist. So that was a a cool take for them to learn as well, too. Um, Let's talk about that. Was that an adaptation strictly for the movie? Oh, I because do not believe we watched that existed him, anywhere else. Before. Yeah, we watched him build his web shooters in the comics. My take on that is they had scripted a scene, maybe a couple scenes, of him developing web fluid and his web shooters, and it was just too long. The movie needed cut down, and they were like, we're cutting those scenes. Just make the webs come out of his arms. <laughs> Grab a lunch tray, fling it on Flash directly behind you. I mean, the him learning that it happened was perfect. That scene where he just catches the lunch tray after catching MJ. Again, just those classic moments that live with you, because I remembered it all happening just like exactly like it did in the moment. Um <laughs> And then sticking to him guys, in the lunch tray, banging on the door. Yeah, I want to ask you guys, um, put yourselves in the shoes of a teenager in high school. And you're, you know, this nerdy kid that no one ever knew anything about suddenly shows this weird ability to fight the biggest bully in the school. And not only that, but you, wa- you witnessed him walking through the cafeteria dragging a lunch tray with what appeared to be like web looking stuff. A couple days later, neighborhood gets a new mass superhero called Spider-Man that's shooting webs, walking around, fighting people. Um, are you completely unrelated? No, that's just, that's just you freaky. So, yeah. Are you so focused on like girls that like what, what's going on that not a single person is able to put two and two together here? Bro, not only that, those are high schoolers. They are stupid. I'm talking Daily Bugle getting these close-up, damn near selfies of Spider-Man in HD uh, when nobody else could get a shot that didn't look anything like Bigfoot walking through a forest. Um, Trash. 
<laughs> he does claim to be friends with Spider-Man multiple times, and I'm sure he says the same, you know. So like I, that that part, the the close the close things, I I, I don't think that's a continuity thing. However, yes, the the fighting, the webs all carrying the uh, the uh, whatever it's called, the tray out of the lunchroom, like. How do you how do you not put the two and two together? That's There's the opinion. moments where he's just running down the street, Superman ripping his shirt off to expose his Spider-Man costume. The one thing that they carried the best from comics into this movie is just how stupid the general public is. Because <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> comics don't work. You start questioning things, it's it's everything's exposed. Uh, you have to be completely oblivious and go along with whatever title that the Daily Bugle is putting out there on the front page. Uh, you need to be an easily swayable group of sheep, and they portray that to a T in this movie. Mm -hmm. The Daily Bugle. Day, like, why would you ever like? Even the cops show up on the scene, and they're like, "We're here to get you." And he's like, "I'm going in that building to go save that screaming lady." And they're like, "Well, we'll be here when you get back." Like, you don't care. You just care because they're telling you to care, you sheeple. But. <laughs> Yeah, I do appreciate you. You mentioned, you know, they pulled a lot of things from the comics that we're now like kind of catching, uh, having gone back and read a lot of these origin comics. I do very much like that is the relationship between Spider-Man and the cops in the comics in, in, in old comics and in modern comics. It's like they show up and they're like, Spider-Man, you know, we got to technically arrest you, right? And Spider-Man's <laughs> like, guys. You're not gonna do that, and they're like, yeah, "I know." <laughs> you got us. <laughs> but if my boss asks, why don't you just web us up for good measure? Yeah, um, but the yeah the other things, you know, going into the Daily Bugle, we had um, the oh shoot, what's her name? Betty Brant working at at the Daily Bugle, which is a big, uh, you know love interest of peter parker's in the comic books that's like his first love interest is betty brant um and we get her in the uh, the bugle working for everybody's favorite person in the world J. jonah jameson uh betty brant's a big character in the uh the original like animated series too like they they put a lot of cool stuff into that cartoon as well which obviously hit media before this movie so I think that was a lot of people's first exposure to Spider-Man 2 that didn't necessarily grow up on the comics, uh, was those cartoons. So, yeah, a lot of cool pieces came together, and then you get this live-action adaptation of Spider-Man that just took off the way that we know that it did. Um, I, I any think other I have... scenes or anything that stuck out to you guys? Or, Brady, the words that you were saying before I continued to talk <laughs> and cut you off, what were those words? I think I have to ask. Um... Without going into our, our favorite and least favorite stuff, um, do you guys agree with the backlash of Tobey Maguire haters? There's Tobey Maguire haters? There are Tobey Maguire haters. I hate those guys. <laughs> I think the, the big issue is uh, his inability to cry without looking like he is trying to... Like he's to also smiling? At the same time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, literally yeah. that scene where he's sitting there happy because uh, he's he just graduated and he's missing Uncle Ben. He's got that clearly somebody 
do a splash of water on his face. And he's just and got we like all, that weird turtle grin. Yeah, and we all know the memes that came out of crying Spy- Spider-Man, but I don't, I, 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 don't I, think I saw Spidey crying memes. Oh, oh you never seen Toby's Toby meme? They're everywhere, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna have to Google those. I don't agree with the Toby backlash. I I don't agree with the huge, what seems to be overwhelming uh, population that thinks he is the best Spider-Man. But I, I, I have no qualms with him. I think for the time, this was was huge. Um, I and obviously he did a great job because I think, or at least I thought, because obviously I've heard of the backlash. Um, but I thought a lot of that came from like future movies like Spider-Man Three, specifically like Black Suit Spider-Man. Is where like I thought a lot of the backlash started coming in because one and two were absolute huge hits. So I don't know those those people still suck. It's it's hard to I give me give me Marvel anything Marvel and it's like Marvel Marvel movies are like pizza. Even when they're bad, I'm still gonna enjoy it. <laughs> I'm with you on that. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Is it is it time, boys? Is it time for us to argue? Well, you did mention memes. I did want to mention the other meme that I see all the time from this movie, which is the uh, "I'm something of a insert some word here myself." Uh, <laughs> I'm something of a scientist myself. A lot of lot of quippy one liners in this that I enjoyed, like uh, when he's running home. And uh, they're trying to get him to, to eat something for dinner. And he just got home from the field trip. And they're like, are you sure you don't want a bite? And he's like, I already had a bite. As he just got bitten by a spider. <laughs> like, hilarious. <laughs> there was, there's another one that I thought was so funny. Norman walks in for Thanksgiving. And he's literally carrying the food. He's like, oh, sorry, I'm late. Work was murder. But <laughs> like, I'm just like, yes, keep it coming. Like, it's so good. <laughs> I, I'm I I um, you saying them made me catch them. I didn't catch them in the moment, but love what? them now. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I they were so in your face. I definitely remember the work was murder one. Um, one other thing, I I do want to kind of start trying to make note of as we're getting into the two thousands in these movies. Um, we're getting some very nice product placement. Uh. Peter was testing out his, his web shooting ability, very clearly trying to pull a can of Dr. Pepper towards himself. Um, and then during one of the like car chase scenes, he, as Spider-Man, is on top of a Carlsberg beer truck. Um, shout out to Carlsberg. I've toured their brewery in Denmark. But um, yeah, I, I just liked the very, very clear product placement. I think the best product placement of the entire movie was our second Stan Lee cameo. Did you guys oh, catch yes. it? Did I did indeed. not. No way. Where was it? Yeah. To be fair, this one happened in a scene with a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And this he was, was acting uh, as a hero. Yeah. He was in the scene where uh, Goblin comes in and like starts destroying the balcony at the parade. And he's kind of like in the hustle and bustle of everything. Yes. We see him like sh- pulling a little girl like sheltering her from like the falling rubble. Um is speaking of cameos, 
I'm going to talk this out on the air because I should have Googled this and I don't know. But he's a Ooh. very clear, like, recognizable person. I think I know where you're Might going be with this. the director of the film. Who's the guy who introduces him at the wrestling match? So you are thinking of Bruce Campbell, who is in nearly every Sam Raimi movie. Um, he is the star of the Evil Dead franchise. He is yes. Ash himself. Um, but he is in every single Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie. And I I don't know, Brady, if you ever had this, but it's time for a br- 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 Joey's fun facts of the week. <laughs> we need to get you a new sound. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody broke your trumpet. Dude. <laughs> um, no, so Sam Raimi, apparently... I read this one place, did not confirm it, so please don't quote me on this, but Sam Raimi had a plan to have in Spider-Man 4, Bruce Campbell, who did make a cameo in every movie, turn out to be Mysterio this whole time. (laughs) Oh my. But yeah, he's the guy, um, I I can't remember who exactly he is in every movie, but it, it, in the second or third one, he is like a uh, Mater D or, or the host at a really fancy restaurant or something. Or no, it's MJ is, is acting in a play, and he's like the the like the usher usher that won't let Peter in because he arrived uh, too late. I do remember that scene. And he just keeps pointing at the sign that says like, play in progress, please be quiet. <laughs> Cause he's a he plays like a pizza cart guy or something in the new the was it No Way Home Multiverse of Madness yes Multiverse of Madness is the word that I meant to say <laughs> yes he plays Very cool. the the pizza ball maker that Doctor Strange makes hit himself for like the entirety of the movie <laughs> good stuff I do I do have a couple uh, pretty fun facts um, it's not a What's lot this it? week. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll tally off of Joey's fun fact. Um, but the big one that I found interesting is William Defoe performed over 90% of his own stunts in this movie, which is kind of crazy. Usually everyone kinda has crazy. a stunt double, stunt double, but William Defoe did, uh-uh, no way. Um, the other one was kind of a play on, on the other, some other fun facts that we've talked about. Um, specifically speaking that, you know, he... We talked about, I think it was uh, Hugh Jackman last time, um, who didn't read any like comic books uh, up to this point. Neither did uh, neither did Tobey Maguire, which is uh, kind of crazy. He kinda did, crazy. however, read them to prepare once he got the role. Was... He read, I, I think I, I heard, the first five years of Spider-Man comics. Yep. Until 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 he got but up until that point he had no idea what Spider Man was, which is insane to me. Um and then yeah. we did talk about how successful the movie was. Um his purchase of, after he received his winnings was a uh, three million dollar mansion, which at the time I'm I'm sure it's way more now, but uh, at the time was crazy, uh in Beverly Hills. So fun fact, fun fact, fun fact. Did you see who else auditioned for the role of Spider-Man? Um, there are a few notable names in there. Both the guy that plays Flash Thompson and um, 
uh, what's his face, James Franco audition for Spider-Man 2, but they just realized his chemistry with Norman Osborn made so much more sense for him to be Harry. Um, but then the Joker himself, Heath Ledger, auditioned to be Spider-Man in this movie. Ooh, interesting. I did not know that. Yeah, it could have gone a whole different way, but at the end of the day, I get why they chose Toby. The other people were just too cool. You can't have a cool... Again, if you if you try to cast a cool Spider-Man, you end up with Andrew Garfield, um, which Andrew was a Garfield. whole different portrayal. So, um, yeah, great fun facts, fun facts, guys, fun, fun, fun facts, fun, fun facts. Fun fun facts. Um, let's let's do it. Let's roll into the ratings. We did nerdiest thing of the week. We did Joey's recap. We did Brady's fun facts. We've checked, checked, checked. Let's let's give them the bread and butter. Let's wrap this thing up because um, I feel like it'll probably talk about the last things that we want to talk about so i forget the order that we always go in not of our picks but we always do is it scene actor rating it is scene character rating i say actor every time and joey won't let me won't let me make that mistake scene character rating um does does anybody have on file who should be making the first picks do it's me of course, you, that checks you, out. Yes, you went first last week, which means you will be going last this week, Bo. Boo. It'll be me, then Brady, then you. Well, Joey, I have a question for you then. Um, what was your favorite scene of this masterpiece of a movie? Oh, man, this is tough because there's a, a lot of good scenes. I was noting them down as I watched the movie going, ooh, this is a good one. This qualifies as as one of my favorites. And then that list was like six scenes long by the end of this movie. Um, I am always a fan of kind of like the testing out of new abilities. Um, and, and like that early superhero origin piece of, of a movie. And I, I, I wanted to go with the testing out of the powers, but I think I'm going to go with the scene where he designs his suit. I really liked the like collage of pictures and things that he's drawing. Um, we get lots of like callbacks to older, different Spider-Man suits from the comics, like the black and red suit we get. Um, he notes on that one that it needs more color and then you know we get see again just shifting scenes really good directing really good whatever that editing is i guess is what that would be um you know you get just flashes of, of mary jane's hair where he we learn that like her red hair and her blue eyes are some kind of inspiration going behind the red and blue also the the red and blue spider coming across the screen that bit him um and then ultimately you know it ends with the classic spider-man suit that everyone knows and loves dude he's a good artist he even like writes down and then underlines needs more color and then uh yeah and he, then exclamation he's that classic point. spidey but a good artist and a good freaking costume designer how did he did he like knit this what what is going on i mean serious improvement between take one and take two his Under Armour ski mask greatly improves after he gets a hold of uh, some kind of great sewing machine. And we know he's a good inventor and, and good with his hands. Uh, Pete's a skilled guy, even with all the Spidey powers. I mean, his photography, his, he's just an artist. And I feel like they don't really capitalize on that a whole lot because it's boring. Um, but if we just, again, kind of roll with it, because that 
that second suit is just so dude the reaction again of the people i was watching the movie with my little children uh they were like oh that's so cool because it was Mm -hmm. and i was saying the same thing either out loud or in my head i can't remember So I also cool. like the way that this your scene that you chose rolls into um, that wrestling scene. And you just get, I remember the first time just being like, what the heck? When you get the human spider <laughs> trying to uh, walk out onto the stage. Because uh, everybody's just like, no, that's not right. But again, awesome take for the movie. Brady, what about you? What's your favorite scene in this movie? My favorite scene... Um, I'm gonna say, oh goodness, as weird as it is, I think because it's the turning point of the movie, it really, it's really going to be the, the, the big one for me. And that's the, um, the Thanksgiving dinner scene. I think that, you know, it's when he discovers that he is Spider-Man, it's when, you know, William Defoe shows his true, you know, colors. The immediate scene after is him fighting with the goblin, trying to go, I can't, I can't do this. And he goes, you have to, you have to. So I'm going to say that one specifically, the, the Thanksgiving scene. Good, Good choice. choice. Who is in control of Thanksgiving dinner? Is it Normie or is it the goblin pretending to be Normie? Which is a deeper question because at the end of the day, it's all Normie and he's mad and has a split personality. But who do you think is in that moment? Because Norman kind of blacks out in these moments when the goblin takes control, which is, again, another kind of cool take on this whole serum goblin version. Um, but is that Norman trying to just be normal or is that the goblin just kind of being less gobbly like? Hey. Who's in control? I think it's it's hard to tell. The walls are are sometimes up and sometimes they're not. It's a, it's a hard division to to tell definitively. But the way I picture it is kind of like you know Norman's in control for the most part. It's when he has the realization that oh shoot, this is Spider Man. Like Peter Parker is Spider Man. That the I think the goblin starts slowly taking over. Uh, but it's I don't think like an immediate switch. I think it's just kind of like Norman's semi there, and the goblin's also just making his presence known more and more until ultimately the you know the end of the scene where he's just full on being just a straight up asshole to to Harry about MJ. I agree. Yeah, that scene where like he recognizes the cut, um, I feel like is when things start to click. He all, he was showing signs of kind of like hyper like awareness, like when the blood drops as well too. Either like normies again, they're they're one and the same. But the scene where freaking and not the scene, the part of that scene, a good good choice by the way, Brady, uh, mm-hmm. where Aunt May slaps away his hand and he just starts licking his fingers and then just like sharpening the knives. I'm just like. Ew. We gonna get you, May. Yeah, and I think that's. I think for me, that's the. They're like the the weaving of the personalities is what I saw when he comes in, and you know he's he's smiling and nice. I think the goblin would do something crazy, 
So I think I think he's he's in in Norman mode there, and then as soon as something triggers him, he goes into Goblin, and then he comes out, and then he goes into Goblin, and it's just an internal fight for him, which is uh, always fun to watch. Good stuff. Well, for me personally, I think it's going to be hard for me to ever not pick a scene that's action or battle related. I think I've I've done that for almost every scene so far. Um, there was a lot of good ones to choose here. A lot of like iconic ones. Um, but for me, it's always those spidey moments that include like the decision making. Like in Batman, when like he has to go and like save either like the the police or the or the people or he has to save the person that he loves and Spidey gets the exact same like choice here. Um, where Goblin's sitting there dangling this trolley car of children and then MJ and he lets them both drop. And mm-hmm. you're just like, what's he going to do? Oh, crap. Oh, crap. Oh, crap. What's he going to do? Obviously, classic Spidey finds a way to save them both. Um, he's sitting there hanging on, literally showing everything. But then it's the people that come in and start throwing the stuff at Gobby that literally got it for me. I was like, heck, yeah. The people finally back in Spidey trying to save some children. And like, you don't mess with New Yorkers, dude. And that's a huge piece from the comics, too, that happens a lot where he's got that backing of the public. And it's not the, the cops, and it's not the publicists or the things like that. It's the actual people that see what Spidey does, that are just like, yo, we're Spidey fans. Everybody loves Spidey. Um, and one of those New Yorkers, to- by the way, is one of the main actors from The Wire. Um, and I did not realize that until I just watched this movie this week. <laughs> nice. Get to know. Everybody starts as a, as a as an extra somewhere. I wonder if that was like one of his first big roles was was doing that and then obviously working his way up. But yeah, I mean, classic Spidey moment, turmoil, love for MJ, saving the public, public backing him, fighting Green Goblin, making Green Goblin mad. He's just like starts growling when he realizes that he saved them both. He's like, ah, oh, that wasn't supposed to happen. It was just a cool comic moment that was like, I feel like really well done on the screen. So. Not as much battle fighting. There's a lot of that surrounding it, but that specific moment and scene uh, was it was a cool highlight for me. Now, is this an official thing? Do we do this every week, or have we just kind of rolled into it? Are we doing least favorite scenes as well too? We can talk about them. Yeah, why don't why don't you give us your least favorite scene? We'll just go a little snake draft back to me here. I do like that. This is one instance where I do like a little snaky. Um, one that I remember hating as a child. And then still just did not like it this time around was the scene where Goblin breaks in. And this just lives with me. And I, I love the lady to death. But it's the scene where Goblin breaks in to take Aunt May. And she's just sitting there praying. And then it's just the <laughs> Like, it's just so over the top. And then it rolls into the hospital scene. And, the, and his eyes, his yellow eyes. And I'm just like, okay. I mean, like, he didn't even really do anything to you. Chill out. You're going to be fine. Um, Another big instance of the main villain in this movie, who is Spider-Man's arch nemesis, going after Peter Parker's aunt and then kidnapping Peter Parker's love interest. Um, And no one, once again, putting two and two together. (laughs) Peter Parker should should have something to do with this, I think. Yeah, like those that are closest to him. Like, why me? <laughs> and then, oh, Pete, you've been spiding around, haven't you? Uh. Which <laughs> I, I do believe with, I do buy it with Aunt May because I, 
there is a, a comic moment at some point where I think there's a few comic moments where Aunt May discovers that Peter Parker's Spider-Man and then you know, loses her memory later on. But there's definitely one moment, I can't remember when, where he like tells her and Aunt May is just like, Peter, you're an idiot if you think I haven't known this for a yeah. long time. <laughs> Aunt May's always kind of given off those vibes where she's like kind of all knowing but accepting and kind of letting him do his own thing. I have seen a lot of those moments in, in the comics as well, too. Here's here's my question. This is actually absolutely needed for the podcast. Hot Aunt May or old Aunt May? Go. Old. Old. <laughs> What's the question? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Is this a would you rather kind of thing? <laughs> uh, which do you prefer in a Spider-Man movie? Either I mean, old Aunt May, old Aunt May is... Is is my Aunt May? Now, mm-hmm. who would I rather watch on screen? Marissa Tomei all day, but uh, no, give me the old Aunt May as Aunt May. I'm with you. Aunt I May also old Aunt May comic book book old Aunt May Aunt May when she turns into Spider Ma'am in the Spider Verse. Literally, mm-hmm. it's just she has to be old. I do love old Aunt May compared comparatively. So I'm with I'm with you guys. Uh, my least favorite scene, by the way, was any where um, Tobey Maguire had to show emotion. So I think that Tobey Maguire, I don't no. think that Tobey Maguire is a bad actor, but I don't. It sounds don't like a lot like of Tobey hate coming from you. I don't like his uh, when he has to show emotion and, and, and you know, do things. Joey, anything that was negatively sticking out to you? Yeah, the I mean my I'll give you my least favorite scene, but before I do that, one thing that I just never really understood is the scene where he lets the criminal go. Um everybody getting mad at him. This dude just robbed them at gunpoint and he is a very clearly a 26-year-old teenager. So, um uh, what were they expecting him to do exactly? Like that cop well, like, what, what are did you in doing? The yeah, what even comes up? He, he's like, oh, you could have the... messed that guy up. Like, there he's like respecting his ability. What he just did to bone saw. Macho Man like, Randy Savage didn't have a gun. I don't know. But that still, was there just... was like the mutual like acceptance too. Like when he's like, no, yeah, but I just feel like I mean, he's like, ah, you something. got me. <laughs> like these people don't realize he is Spider Man. Um, so I don't know what they were expecting of him. But anyways, my least favorite scene, I mentioned it earlier. Um, it's the scene where Peter goes to visit MJ at work while MJ is still dating his best friend and roommate. Um, and he very clearly flirts with her. She very like clearly asks him when she's like, Oh, you're you're not interested? Like are you sure? Are you sure you're not interested? And then she proceeds to walk around the corner, get mugged, um, and Peter then actually lets her pull down his mask and kiss her in the rain. We get the famous upside down kissing in the rain scene, but uh just what are you guys doing? Just be better friends and be better girlfriends and boyfriends and like don't do this to each other. <laughs> Truth. Facts. Facts. Speaking of facts, mm-hmm. Joey, I feel like you probably know this one. Brady, you probably don't. Okay. Um, <clears throat> there, the question was brought up during the film. 
uh, of why Peter was living with uh, Uncle Ben and Aunt May. And uh, I didn't know that I know this, but it, it popped in. And uh, I was able to share some fun facts with my fellow watchers as well, too. You guys know the origin story of Peter Parker's parents? I do. Brady? Um, I know that they are not living, I believe. They dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're dead. Yeah. That is what I that is what I know. Do you know how or why or who they were not, or no. what they did? Nope. Joey, would you would you care to share? Sure. The the Parkers were uh agents of SHIELD, I believe. And mm. they were on a very uh, high stakes undercover type mission at one point, and they their plane was brought down by none other than some dude impersonating the Red Skull. It was not uh, the Red Skull that we know and love, but it was someone else taking up the mantle of the Red Skull. Um, and yeah, so they were assassinated. Uh, there and they were brief... yeah they were. Keep going. Oh, I was gonna say there was a brief moment in time where. They were thought to still be alive, and and you know they did make a, a appearance. And Peter re-met his his parents, but they turned out to be like clones or some shit. I don't know, who knows what happens with the Spider-Man story sometimes, but um, I think they were clones. I can't remember exactly, but yes, they did. But yeah, basically, Shield agents, and they were undercover KGB agents too, while operating for Shield on that on that mission. Uh, so in in Mother Russia, um. Cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, that, I mean, that has nothing to do with this movie at all. They do hint a lot of that in the Andrew Garfield version. They do kind of pull from that as he's, like, trying to discover, like, what his, his parents were doing and stuff. But, guys, let's rate this thing. Woo! Let's fight! Let's do this. We're, uh, we're, we're a little past that hour mark now, so let's, let's come to a close here. Give I'd the people to, what they've been I waiting have... for. I have to first, before I do that, um, tell you who my favorite character is. True. Wait. Oh, dude. Yeah, I guess you <laughs> we could, all do. I mean, just just make it quick. <laughs> Come on, dude. Just hurry up. We're dragging this thing. <laughs> um, all right. I mean, I was. I'm still struggling with this. I wanted him to be a bigger part of the movie to justify it. I'm picking first. I, I it's a stupid pick if we're doing like an actual draft, but I don't care. He's my favorite thing about these movies. He plays the character so well, they couldn't even recast him in a different universe. I'm going with J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, he's only in like two scenes in this movie. But God, does he steal the show every time he's on camera. And we get a glimpse into the real man of J. Jonah Jameson. And that is a stand-up guy, all right? He's just doing a job. And that's why he's such a jerk all the time. And because you got to do that to, to make it in that business. All right. But when the cards are down and Goblin busts into his office demanding, show me, you know, give me Spider-Man's photographer. He immediately, without hesitating, Peter Parker's on the other side of the wall. He could point him out and be like, he's right there. He's like, I've never met him. I don't know. And we see him stand up for his people. All right. And, and, that one scene right there earns him my favorite character of the movie. Great choice. Great choice. Uh, yeah, again, not a, not a highlight of the movie as far as like screen time, but uh, definitely a highlight as far as uh, when we do get to see him. Literally hilarious. So iconic in that role. Um, was just made to be 
JJ. So I I respect that, and I'm a little jealous of that pick. Brady, yeah. what about you, bud? I know who Brady's going to take because it's who I was going to take until I. <laughs> it's coming down to: Do I do the Brady pick, or do I just pick the one that we should pick? As I should pick Spider-Man, but you know what? I know that that's one of Bo's favorite superheroes, so I should leave it for him. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to leave Spider-Man for Bo and make his pick easy and boring. And I'm going to pick William Defoe as Norman Osborn. One of the funnest characters to watch. He's like, you see it all happening. You see everything. You know, you see him kind of like becoming this, this evil entity. It's like 100%. Again, can't blame me for that choice. That is a solid, solid choice. I think brings just a whole new dynamic to the Goblin on screen. And I know that's a lot of that's in the writing, but like I don't ever see him on the screen as anything else. This was one of those roles for him where like he was just solidified as the Green Goblin. Yeah, wonderfully acted. And I love the way that they show him as Norman and the Green Goblin like in the mirror and he always just looks like slightly more disheveled in the mirror as the Goblin. I really liked the mm-hmm. the directing of those scenes. And the scene where he's like crawling towards like the helmet too where like and it like turns to the back of his head because you know that he's the one that's actually talking every time. It was, it was well filmed and just again really well acted. Reminds me a lot of another movie that came out at this exact same time. Uh, Lord of the Rings with Gollum and Smeagol, where like Smeagol will talk to himself as two different people, and like the the subtle camera change just makes them look slightly different, even though it's the same person having a conversation with themselves. Jump scares in this one too, um, as far as like the the direction and things like that, and and similar movies. I literally saw something on my phone this morning scrolling through the gram where it said Marvel should hire more horror movie directors. And it showed a list of people that have been directed both a Marvel movie and a horror movie, including Blade, Blade 2, the first Spider-Man, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, like uh, some of like the, the top MCU movies and pre-MCU movies in Marvel. And uh, it, was a, it was a hard little diagram to, to disagree with. I should have took a screenshot. But um, yeah, thanks for making my boring pick for me, Brady. That makes it literally twice as boring. Um, I'm going with Spidey. <laughs> yeah, it's like we're not going to make it through one this early on without picking the the, the titular character and uh, I loved it it was so good there were so many moments where again I think probably because I read the comics I had a better appreciation for some of those nerdy moments the first time watching this I was probably like hey what a loser he's Spider-Man but now I'm like yo that's Spider-Man and yeah those <laughs> skill development scenes and and him coming to his like confidence in the ring with the wrestler, um, the the confidence when he lets the robber run through, the breakdown when Ben dies, mm-hmm. uh, the the nerdy shyness and just kind of like letting like Harry and Norman walk all over his life, his openness to MJ, the shutdown to MJ at the very end when he accepts his responsibility. I'm just like, oh, oh, oh good, so good. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Quick shout out to Uncle Ben, who I also had in the list of favorite characters, but he <laughs> dies way too early. <laughs> yeah, very also, quick shout out. It was it was my if I had to pick last, uh, I will probably go Uncle Ben because I didn't even think of J. Jonah Jameson, although it is a good shout. So 
I, I, well, Joey, let's try this again. <laughs> what, what, what are you giving this movie, my guy? Time to fight. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a, like I said, a near perfect superhero origin story. Um, not, not a near perfect movie. It was, it's a very, very good movie. Um, I had some issues with the relationships in the movie, and but I think the acting abilities of Mr. Tobey Maguire and Willem Dafoe just steal the show. Um, but let me stop you right there because you're making great points. Don't even give this a number. We're, we're past that. The numbers are boring. Throw this on the list of watched movies. Okay. Where is this ranking for you? The numbers are gone. We're go- we've got enough movies now that we gotta we gotta save some time for the movie ranking list. That is the Comics Over Coffee live action movie ranking. Which, as a reminder for the listeners at home, we've got four four movies on this list so far. Current order is X Men, Blade, Blade Two, Howard the Duck. I'm gonna slide this in right below Howard the. Du- no, I'm just kidding. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> right below. It's an easy question you're asking. I want to see a cool graphic. It's an easy question you're asking me, Bo. We're in the heart of of the superhero movie craze. This is like we, it started with X-Men. I I don't think it quite started with Blade, although that was one of the first, you know, superhero adaptation type things. But I think X-Men started it and it just, it went even higher and hit new highs with Spider-Man. And I'm putting this at the top of the list. Brady, I'm going to give you first opportunity to counter. Or agree. You're putting it at the top of the list. Well, did you give it a rating? I know no, we we're not here. doing that, Brady. Where, 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 what were you just doing? I'm, I am listening. Get and your I heard head you say it. No, 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 no. I'm listening. I heard you say it. But I want to give it a rating because it helps me oh, with my, I said. my thing. No, 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 <laughs> you no, can no. do whatever you want in your little noggin, Brady. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do that. Don't waste my airtime with nope. numbers. <laughs> I'm going to do that. I'm giving it an 8.9 rating. Take that, Good bow. for you. Good for you. Take that, I, bow. I did have typed out 9.0 as my rating just for the rating. I, I was going to rate mine a 9 <laughs> as well. But again, that's why that's so boring. Glad we got that out. <laughs> and it is, uh, it is going to the top for me as well. I'm not going to fight it. Oh, this sucks. Guys, this is the number one movie of, mm-hmm. of what we're doing so far. This absolutely goes above X-Men. Um, mm-hmm. Not leaps and bounds. But I, uh, maybe. Yeah. This was huge. I think I gave X- X-Men an 8, uh, and this was a 9 to a, to a 9. Is a, this is a good, good freaking movie, dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I liked it. Uh, Bo, don't it. waste airtime with ratings, it. please. Don't waste airtime with ratings. If you disrespect the most important person on this <laughs> podcast one more time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Guys, good movie. I knew this was going to be another easy one. Uh, it will start getting harder, but I feel like there's just too few out there right now that there's just some clear orders that we kind of have to stick to. We're just setting the stones. We're setting the stones, and we'll start filling in the gaps when we get to movie number 73. I'm very interested to see where the next one slides in, because it, it's been... I, I've seen this next movie, which we're watching, which, by the way, is Daredevil. Um, I have not seen this since it came out, and I was 10 years old at the time, but I remember not having a good time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's going to be fresh, and uh, 
Everybody tune in next week to see how that goes. Let's see if Joey can have a good time this time. <laughs> Let's see if it uh, tops the top of the movies for us. Except Joey. Will there be a new number one? Who knows? Uh, but until next week, uh, read your comics, drink your coffee, and as always... Shit, I don't have a line to... Come on, come on. You're the best <laughs> podcast. Get off. Get off. I need a closing line. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> Bye! Thank you for listening to another episode of Comics Over Coffee. Please be sure to join in again next Saturday morning for another exciting episode. If you have questions for the host or would like to be featured on an episode, please write in to comicsovercoffeepodcast at gmail.com. Special thanks to my fellow co-hosts, Bo and Brady, and a very special shout-out to our artist, Emily Rich. But it's yeah. like all the way turned up. So I can't turn it up anymore. Oh, no. Right? I can turn, turn this. Up.